Hi, this is Nathan Caldwell. You may know me from Protectorate Productions, Protectors of the Book, Team Jadith Live, Dr. What. Well, I'm starting a new show. It's called Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. You will hear things from Classic Team Jadith Live, some new items, and I'm hoping to get some other podcasters on board by simply asking them if I could use some clips from their shows, maybe even from shows long ago. Well, jump into the adventure with me, because here we go. Well, I hope you're not going anywhere, because we have some brand new material for you. Um, we go back to after the other brothers uh, over there in Carthage. Uh, my dad gave a devotional, and he gave an interesting story. Uh, let's start with that. Let, 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 I'll let my dad tell you the story. Here's Doyle Caldwell. I know Donna, whenever I took her out, the first time I took my wife Donna out, she, uh, uh, it was her birthday. It was in the last part of November, and we went to a place in Russellville called AQ Chicken. And uh, when we went there, uh, I probably had maybe $21, $22, somewhere in there. And I was concerned that she, this is a nice restaurant, and I, and I was concerned she might order too much, and I wouldn't get much to eat. So I let her order first. And she ordered a chicken fried steak, and uh, I thought I looked at the menu and I said, "Hey, I could, I could, oh, I could have two of those." So I ordered mine. I said, "I want a chicken fried steak too, and I want white meat." I did. I did say. And Donna looked at me kind of funny, and the waitress looked at me kind of funny, and I said, "You do have white meat, don't you?" <laughs> and Donna said that steak, and I thought, "Well, boy, you know, I really done it this time." You know, she, She'll never go out with me again. And we got the food, and I ordered steak. I ordered this chicken fried steak with fries, and and uh, so I reached when we got it. You know, I reached over for the salt shaker, and I thought that's the biggest salt shaker I ever saw. And I started to pour salt on my on my uh, French fries, and boy, it just poured all over. And I tried to scrape all the salt off, you know. And I took my first bite of French fries, and it tasted like sugar. <laughs> Bless Donna's heart, though, she didn't think she had clothes good enough to wear on her date, so she borrowed some clothes from her friend. She was nervous, too, and she was trying to pour ketchup on her french fries, and when she beat the bottom of the ketchup deal, it got on the clothes, on her clothes. You know, we, we, it was real embarrassing back then, but we laugh about it now. It's a memorial occasion. You think sometimes that things that happen... Is a, is a tragedy, you know, and it's, but it's not the end of the world. And, and if your relationship with that person goes on, it's something that you will laugh about later on. Here's a prime example. Welcome back to the show. I'm Terry Truman, and our guest today is Rich Spittle, the renowned impressionist. Rich, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for the invitation, Terry. Rich, I understand you've just opened a chain of restaurants called the Spittle Griddle. Do you ever work there as a chef? I cannot tell a lie, Terry. I am not a cook, but I hire the best. <laughs> that's great. You offer low-cost imitations of famous restaurant menus, right? Well, that's true, Terry. I believe that everyone has a right to rich food, not just the wealthy. <laughs> so good. Can you tell us how you were able to get their recipes? Wouldn't be prudent, Terry. Not at this I understand. Rich, is there anyone you can't imitate? Not really, but there are some folks I'd rather not, if you'd take my meaning. I do. Now I have a question for you. Can you imitate Jesus Christ? Uh, no. 
I'd have to know someone and hear his voice to imitate him. I'm glad you said that. Let me introduce you to him during this break. Folks, we'll be right back after these words. It is always good to hear from uh, Fred and John over at SheepLaughsComedyShow.com. They're always great. But today I wanted to share something special. I recently uh, got a few songs from uh, James Kennison of a podcast called That Story Show. Well, apparently he can also write a little bit of music. And some of this stuff is Funny, like real funny. So, well, I'll let him share with you in the guise of his character, Jojo, the Christian Clown. Jesus, I need money. Oh, Jesus, I need cash. I need to pay my electric bill so I can have hot baths. I spend all my money on things I didn't need. And if I keep repeating this, you'll bless me hopefully. Oh Jesus, please bless me financially. I know there's bigger problems out there, but that's got nothing to do with me. Yeah, it's definitely his fault He's to blame for making me Spend my paycheck on chocolate mulch Oh, Jesus, we can't wait and win, can we? Oh, Jesus, please bless me financially Oh, Jesus, I need money I believe that you will give At least I will We hope you will Cause my money's already spent And I'll just keep my faith up And claim prosperity Cause I'll believe you'll show your love In five, tens, and twenties Oh Jesus, please bless me financially That's got nothing to do with me It's just that dumb old devil Yeah, it's definitely his fault He's to blame for making me Spend my paycheck at the mall Oh, Jesus, we can't wait and we can't wait Oh, Jesus, please bless me financially I need money I gave it to this guy on TV And he sent a well handkerchief And an envelope to me I sent him my biggest bill And followed his commands Well I'm still broke But at least I have this cloth to dry my hands Oh Jesus please bless me financially That's got nothing to do with me It's just that dumb old devil Yeah, it's definitely his fault He's to blame for making me Spend my paycheck on long-distance calls 
And here's this week's old-time radio moment, brought to you by the Retro Radio Podcast and Keith Heltzley. And speaking of the, uh, speaking of the comic section of Command Performance, here's a good old friend of yours and mine, that eminent scholar, gentleman, and judge of pre-war stuff, Robert Benchley. <laughs> Hello, Bob. Hello, Ronnie. <clears throat> uh, seems to me, Bob, you're looking very serious. Well, my friend, these are serious times and confusing. Now, the government is trying to avoid confusion, so I decided that I could contribute something by becoming a news analyst. Uh, contribute uh, something to the confusion? Well, yes and no, yes. <laughs> well, since, since you've taken up news analysis, would you mind analyzing a little something for us? I know, indeed. I'd be very glad to answer any questions that may be submitted by the audience. That's the way I usually work. Just write out the questions and submit them to me. In this way, the questions are not only unrehearsed, but have no bearing on the answers. <laughs> and as they're sent up by the members of the audience, they're sometimes quite illegible, which makes it all the more uninteresting. <laughs> Uh, but this method does serve to keep the main points straight. And I often think that the main points are the most important ones sometimes. <laughs> well, now, Bob, here's a question which has just been sent up. It's from Mrs. Luther H. Ding of 3155 Acrid Street, Phosphate, North Dakota. <laughs> Mrs. Ding asks, I heard a man talking the other day about the danger of inflation. What is inflation, and is there any danger in it? Now, inflation means... Uh... Well, uh, just what it says, inflation. <laughs> Suppose to make it even clearer, we take a dollar bill. We take a dollar bill such as this one. Now, this dollar bill would, in 1938, have bought one, well, let us say, one pair of roller skates. 
Now, between 1938 and 1943, wages have gone up 18%, or down 18%, according to what line of work you're in. <laughs> With this 18% rise or fall in wages, the production of roller skates will have gone up or down 45%, <laughs> making a surplus of roller skates over and above the cost of production and the margin of consumer demand. <laughs> Now your dollar bill will buy just half as many roller skates as before. We can tear this down dollar bill in half, yeah. You see? Or in other words, twice as much. <laughs> is that clear? Now this is known as Boyle's Law. <laughs> now we have just seen that the ratio of price fluctuation uh, to wage fluctuation or if you prefer the ratio of this half of the dollar bill to this half of the dollar bill, or the, uh, well, the stabilization of, uh, well, let's look at it from another angle. <laughs> or better yet, uh, what is the next question, Ronnie? <laughs> oh yes, here, here's a question from Arthur J. Razor of Bridgework, New Jersey. Uh, he asks, in the event of a stalemate in Upper Rhodesia, what would be the effect on Trade Route 106? <laughs> well, now, this is a very provocative question. <clears throat> because there are so many ways to answer it that one of them is bound to be right. <laughs> now, trade routes are very tricky things to make predictions about. In the first place, because of their dependence on trade. And in the second place, because of their dependence on routes. Uh, for example, now, uh, I have some figures here. In 1937, Russia imported this commodity to the value of $3,863. Of this, $473 million were white, $140 million were approximately white, and the rest were the same as those in Group A, white. Uh, This is all, of course, as of 1930. <laughs> and when we say 1930, we mean naturally 1934. <laughs> now, uh, so much for the manufacturing end. <laughs> uh, uh, why don't we let this simmer for a while? Uh, what about inflation, Ronnie? Well, I, I, I think you covered inflation, didn't you? Oh, did I? <laughs> I don't want to repeat myself. As a matter of fact, I see that my time is up. Are there any questions? <laughs> no questions? Good. Good night and thank you. Thank you, Bob Benchley. Have a good day. And remember, laughter, it's a really good medicine.